welcome to this episode of Exceptionals. Today we meet with a few of Australian boxing's rising stars. They go by the names of Golden Boy, Smooth One, Little Bull, 12 Gauge, Pretty Boy, as well as La Balla. These are athletes treading their own paths with the ultimate goal of being crowned champions of the world. I'm at the Open Workout, brought to you by Hosking Promotions, where I've been given the opportunity to speak to the fighters and their teams as they prepare for their bouts at Melbourne Park Function Centre on Saturday the 10th of December for the event aptly named Punches at the Park. Tickets are available at eventopia.co forward slash punches at the park too or at the door. Now, enough of me and over to the talent for your pugilistic pleasure. Please enjoy. I'm here with promoter. Australia's version of Golden Boy, making your way up. Lyndon Hosking, welcome. Thanks, mate. Wouldn't quite go that far yet as far as the Golden Boy, but we're working towards it, mate. But we're really looking to do big things in the promotion game and um, really looking to raise the bar in uh, Australian professional boxing. So you've got a show coming up this Saturday? Yeah, certainly do. Uh, Melbourne Park Function Centre uh, this Saturday night coming up. Uh, it's been a massive show. We've pretty much got five main events all on the one show. And um, as I said, it comes back to trying to raise the bar. And we want quality fights and quality fighters. And uh, hopefully we, we get a big crowd. So you say five main events. You have five upcoming superstars of the game, we all believe. How do you choose who the main event is? Is it a political situation oh, here? Look, it looks pretty tough, mate. Obviously, there's a, there's a few egos in the room when uh, there's five main event fighters on there. But uh, look, it really just comes down to you know the title fights, who's got the bigger fights, and uh, um, you know they'll all slot in. All the guys are really great, actually. They all just want to do their thing and, and aren't real stressed about where they, where they are on the card. I started following your promotions when you were doing them out in Bendigo, out in Warrnambool. The last few you've done them out in Melbourne Park? Yeah, we, yeah, we have, mate. Uh, the first three were regional shows. We did two in Bendigo, one in Warrnambool. Uh, our first Melbourne show was August 13 with uh, the Will Tomlinson uh, car, which was which is great. Not, not a great result, obviously, but uh, our first foray in the Melbourne. And our last one obviously featured uh, the Maloney boys. Uh, big crowd, great night. And uh, and this time we've, we've gone even better with you know the, the Bubble boys and Michael Zarafa. So just, just a fantastic uh, card coming up so it sounds like you're loading up um now what number shows this at melbourne park number three for melbourne park number six in total okay so the attendance numbers are we can you tell now what sort of attendance numbers you're going to get yeah you get an idea what all the boys can sell obviously but we're trying to actually get away from just relying on the fighters just to sell the tickets to the family and friends and that's why we're really intent on um on on bringing more of the mainstream fans back to combat sports fans where they might necessarily know the Maloney's or the Bellows or Michael Zarafa or any other boys in the car but they want to come because they love combat sports and they love quality shows and um and that's up to us to obviously put those shows on and uh and hopefully as i said we get away from just relying on family and friends and we get some 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 of the mainstream fans back to the, to the venues so that's what i'm trying to guess having an open workout which doesn't happen too often here this is one of the few you're one of the few promoters that i believe has been proactive in putting our videos allowing guys your instagram account which sometimes might be a bit of a crazy idea <laughs> but an open workout like today you're trying to bring in the money. Is that what is the reason yeah. specifically? Well, there's a reason why they call us a promoter. It's because we need to promote the events. I'm not one of those promoters, and I refuse to be one of those promoters who, who uh, hands out tickets to the fighters and expects them to do all the work. We're in this game to promote the sport, promote the fighters, and I really want the the fans out there to get an insight into the fighters themselves. Uh, and that's why we do the Instagram takeovers and the. Um, 
you know, and the, the interviews behind the scenes and, and, and you know, showing me on the track or in the gym or whatever. So, and obviously the, the workouts where they can actually come and meet the guys. We've got posters from the sign. We've got stickers to hand out, tickets, all that sort of stuff. So I really want to get the fans and, and our fighters to connect with the fans and, uh, and make them a bit more marketable. And, uh, look, it's not easy. You know, the mainstream media and everyone don't want to touch boxing at the moment, but that's, that's the challenge and that's what we aim to do is to bring our guys into the mainstream. So the mainstream that you're, what do you promise, this is obviously going to come out before uh, the show, uh, probably about a week out, if someone ha doesn't have anything to do that Saturday, what are you promising someone who's never been to a fight before, maybe watch something on TV? Yeah, well, we're trying to bring a little bit of what they probably see on TV to uh, to our events. So we're not just opening the doors and having some tables and chairs and in they come. You know, we like to interact with, with uh, the fans. Obviously, the, the card's got to stack up. So we've, we we don't believe in protecting our guys. So one thing they will see is five or eight, sorry, uh, fights in total. Very, very evenly matched fights. Obviously, some of the best talent uh, we've got. But look, we like to bring, we've got our VIP room as well. You can go in there and uh, mingle in there and have a champagne and watch the fights on the screen and mingle with some ex-boxing mm -hmm. celebrities. Um, we have our ring girls walking around, people can get photos with, with the belts and we, we just like to make it a bit more of an event rather than just going there and paying your money and sit down and, and, and watch the night's fights. Now that, that's, that's just the cherry on top. So for the listeners, given the details, when is it happening, what time, where they can get some tickets? For yes, uh, the event is Saturday, December 10 at uh, the Melbourne Park Function Centre. Now, get there early. Uh, the first fight is actually at 5 o'clock. You know, we've got a massive card. So it's a long card, so at 5 o'clock. Uh, doors will open at about sort of 4 to 4.30. Uh, tickets online, uh, eventopia.co forward slash punches at the park two, or they can just get them at the door. And, and if they know the fighters, we'll obviously go through them. It helps them out. Um, but look, don't panic. Get them at the door. There'll be, there'll be st still plenty available. So if you know the fighters, you can also get the tickets from yep. the fighters the themselves fighters tickets, yep. and that also assists the fighters financially, which is important because it's not cheap. Mm -hmm. yeah, that's right. And they all get their little percentages of it and we like to help the, the guys out. And uh, But as I said, if you don't know them and you just want to come along and see a really, really great night of professional boxing, just get them at the door. Lyndon Hosking from Hosking Promotion. Thank you very much for your time. Let's have a good open workout. Great. Thanks, Sam. Thank you. We're at the Fight Fit Gym for the Hosking Promotions Open Workout. I'm here with Jason Maloney, future Superbound to my champion of the world. I heard you say that. You don't, you're not afraid of backing yourself in, Jason. No, no, I believe in myself. Um, I work extremely hard. I've got big dreams, but I think if I, if I keep working the way I do um, and things keep going to plan, that I'll achieve my dreams, yeah. Now, just before this interview here, a guy came up to you, said hello, introduced to you, introduced you to his son, but forgot to mention, men, uh, introduce you to his wife. Yeah. Do, uh, do you find people uh, knowing who you are, what you do, are mesmerised by uh, in, you in their presence? They forget no, things. No, no, no. I don't think I'm at that stage yet. I'm, <laughs> I'm not. Uh, well, his wife had to introduce you, introduce yeah. herself to you, or maybe he's a bit worried that the smooth <laughs> one. You are the smooth one, correct? I'm the smooth, the one, smooth yes. brother. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm not at that stage yet. I'm. Uh, I'm only just starting my career, but yeah, hopefully we achieve achieve the dreams we want to achieve. So, uh, this you're a week out. If you want to mention the details of the fight, just to help uh, Hosking promotion, it is when? Uh, the fight is next week, yeah, December the 10th at Melbourne Park Function Centre. I'll be headlining, headlining the show uh, alongside four other co-main events, I guess you could call them, with uh, my brother, Andrew Maloney, the Bella Boys and Michael Zarafa. So you've got really, you know, five fights on the night that could all potentially be the main event. They're all going to be 
great fights, uh, all title fights. So, it's, yeah, it's a stacked card. It's probably one of the biggest shows of the year. And I'm really looking forward to it. So, you, you, for the fight, you'll be weighing in at 122? Yeah, The 122. super weight limit. Uh, now, what weight do you walk around in? Say, off. Well, do you have an off-season after a fight? Uh, look, my natural weight's probably up around, you know, 60-ish, you know, or above. But I haven't really had an off-season this year. This is my sixth fight, so that's a pretty active year. Um, so, I've stayed in shape all year. So yeah. do you refer to them in kilos or pounds? What's yeah, the easiest for kilos. you? Yeah. yeah. So how much over is that uh, from your fight weight? How much do you At have to suck moment? down to? Yeah. Uh, Not necessarily now, but yeah, just yeah. in normal, normal. So in normal terms, look, I walk around roughly five kilos above my weight. Okay, five kilos. So where are you sitting at right now? Um, about three and a half. And that's normally what you're yeah, at normal, before, a week yeah. out? That's right on track. So my diet's been down, you know, down to a point um, for the last sort of month. You know, I'm not holding much body fat. Um, the rest will just be, you know, food weight of what's in my what's in my body. Just really cutting that down this week, um, and the rest will just be fluids, which I'll replace straight after the wane. And by fight night, yeah, I'll be feeling top notch. So, what do you actually stop eating that you enjoy leading up to this? Oh man, I love my food. I yes. love my food. What in particular? My weakness. Oh, probably my favorite would be ice cream, chocolate. Yes. Okay, burgers. what flavor? Ice cream. Seems like you go for the shop by the looks of your. Yeah, I go for the shop. I go for the shop. I don't mind a bit of a bit of caramel. Oh, caramel, chopped caramel, salted caramel with the nuts. You like the okay, mate. That that's what (laughs) you're cutting out back, (laughs) cutting back from. Yeah, no, I haven't had I haven't had ice cream for a long time, so Christmas will be good. So, uh, is that the first thing you're going to put down your throat after you weigh in or after the bout? Nah, What's the <laughs> After the bout, not, not before. Yeah. Okay, so future super bantamweight champion of the world coming up. Whereabouts are you rated at the moment? Where, where in the WBA, because um, I hold the WBA Oceana title, I'm ranked number 13 at the moment. So, yeah, 10 fights into my career, we're right on track. Um, next year is going to be another massive year. Another five sol- solid fights, probably all title fights and title defences. Um, and hopefully we crack the top ten and then we're right on the doorstep of, of a world title. So this Saturday, is it a defence of the title yeah, that you have at the moment? Right. Yeah. It is. And who are you fighting now? Is it Enrique? Enrique Benache. Um, really tough Mexican. First time I've fought a Mexican. Um, and being a fight fan myself, love the way the Mexicans fight. All action, come forward. You know, fan-friendly style. So I think we're going to put on a great show. Excellent. Now, thank you very much for your time. The smooth no one. I appreciate <laughs> it. Appreciate it too, mate. Thank so you. we're trying to get the mainstream fans in. What what can they expect? Not the hardcore that are going to follow you from here to Croydon, walking, whatever. That's where you're from, right, yeah, yeah, Ringwood yeah. area. What what do you have? Why, how can we lure these new fans in to uh, Melbourne Park on December the 10th at the Hosking Promotion Show? Well, I think the show. fans will really enjoy the fight um, the whole night. A lot of people probably who haven't seen boxing before maybe have this, uh, you know, stereotype that it's a bit of a thuggish sport. I think if they come down and check it out, they'd actually be surprised. Um, you know, we're not we're not thugs. This is purely sport. Um, you know, we're just a, I'm a standard 25-year-old guy who keeps himself in great shape. Um, I'm super com- uh, super competitive, love love my sports, and um, I'm just working hard and chasing my dreams. Um, you know, I don't condone fighting on the street. It's just strictly strictly business. Excellent. Thank you very much, the smooth one. I am talking to Jason, correct? That's yes. Right. For those who don't know, Jason has a twin brother. We'll <laughs> chat with him later. Thank you once again. Thanks, mate. All the best Thanks next week. Well. Thank Cheers. you.
We're at the Open Workout here at Fight Fit in Collingwood. And we have Camille Bella, a.k.a. the Golden Boy. Yep, that's me. Welcome. Speaking. Thank you. Uh, just before I interviewed you, you actually got a gift from yeah. a fan, which not a lot of people would be aware of. So tell us about that. Uh, yeah, I was keeping it kind of uh, under the wraps. But I just uh, had a little baby girl last week. Oh, congratulations. Yep. Yeah, Is that information much. that we don't want out because I can oh, delete no, that? It's, it's more than fine. I was going to announce it on Facebook today. I just thought I'd give my wife a bit of a break. I'll hold off <laughs> until I see your announcement. All right. Okay, fine. that's fine. Now, I've been wa- I was watching your, uh, your um, uh, Facebook page. Yep. Uh, you've got some videos. You've got a video where you start. What age did mm. you actually start fighting? Come fighting on. at 10 years old. 10 years old. But boxing, when did you lace up the gloves for the first time? <laughs> Seven years old. So you didn't think about cricket or swimming or anything yeah, like that? Yeah, um, all of it actually. I was pretty, uh, thank God, naturally talented at most sports. So, yeah, I at was doing a lot. So when did you start? Your first fight was 10? Yeah, first fight was 10. And the amateurs. Because mm-hmm. I noticed in the video clips that were actually being shown, you're pretty uh, good at popping up the double gun salute <laughs> when you win. Is that yeah, something yeah. that you saw on TV through wrestling, through actual uh, boxing? What was that, natural? Uh, to tell you the truth, it was just a natural reaction to the win. When you're a little kid and you get that excited from winning your fight, bang, the double guns came out. And it kind of stuck with me for a while, but now that I'm a bit older, it's kind of a... Uh, it's uh, a bit douchey at my age to keep doing that stuff. I don't know about that. I mean, not find not douchey at all. But what yep. I'm just saying is, you seem you're uh, having seen you in other interviews with Hosking Promotion because from you know from by the looks, he's very proactive as a promoter and yeah. putting on these videos. Man, he's really making an effort. It's grouse. Following you around at mm-hmm. to your gym, uh, I do notice you know some of the fa- some of the shots are. You're always happy, happy, but you can deliver some liver punches that actually <laughs> made me take a knee in front of my computer. Happiness to fight mode, do you switch from a, at a particular time of the day, of the week? How far out? Um, it's always there. It's a, like that secret uh, that the Hulk said on the Avengers. He's always angry. Yeah. <laughs> Not always angry. It's always there. I can just turn that switch on when I need to. It's, it's a part of the sports. It, regardless, the average person can always do it if they've been trained to do it. So I don't think there's no point in being angry all the time. But if I have to fight, I'll fight. And I'm good at fighting, so that's just what I do. So there's nothing that you need to, where your coach, Lim, would say to you, time to switch on. You know. No, as soon as I walk into the, into the ring, step through those ropes, it's the golden boy time. It's the golden boy's on and it's time to go. So the smile drops. The smile's still there because I'm enjoying what I'm doing. <laughs> so you're happy, happy. I'm just winging like there's white line fever with the AFL players or yep. soccer players or whoever players, you know. So it, yeah. stepping into that ring business mm-hmm. for you. So uh, as far as this week is concerned, we're a week out. Yeah. How do things, do they ease off? Do they pick up? How does it, your training yeah, wise? you're right. You start to taper off. So you freshen up instead of going hard out, doing big heavy sessions and big rounds on the bag. You sort of sharpen up your skills. You don't go too hard, so you don't want to be too sore for the Saturday. Mm-hmm. And you just keep an eye on your weight because you don't want to be too heavy on the weighing day. That sucks. And, so yeah, pretty much that's it. You just sharpen your skills, stay nice and light, and then focus on the Saturday. So what weight will you come in at on the day? On the day, I'll be 61. And what are you at now? Uh, about 63. Okay. Yeah, so, so pretty naturally. That's standard. That's generally water. Uh, yeah, yep. pretty much water weight now. So you've just had a baby, girl. Yeah. <laughs> when? How recently? Uh, not the Thursday just passed, the week before, Thursday so, morning. Okay, congratulations once again. Thank you very uh, much. 
the baby's at home, obviously. Baby's at home with mum. And, and how, uh, yeah, go on. And Oma, just grandma for. Yes. Yeah, yeah. My Mrs. Mum, she just came over from Germany. All ah, right, very yeah, nice. So she's spending time with the family. She's helping out a lot. Has that affected your sleep pattern, Camille? It has a little. Yes. But uh, not enough to make a difference. No excuses at all. Um, this is the business that we're in. So even if I broke my leg and I jumped in the ring, there's not one excuse. I got a feeling the commission might not let a boxer with a broken leg in the <laughs> ring, Camille. Uh, it's just that old expression, you know, you come to fight, there's no excuses. There's no excuses. So uh, we can't, you won't be announcing anything that you didn't get enough sleep or anything like that. Not that it's going to happen, of course, nah. but have you got a plan B in case the baby, is the baby settled? Is it, is it getting regular yeah, sleep? The, the plan B is the couch downstairs. <laughs> okay, good. So that's what that's pretty comfortable at the moment. Lucky I, I invested in a decent, comfortable couch. It's really paying off right now. Soundproof the walls? No, I. But I'm a pretty heavy sleeper when I when I need. Well, after the training, I'm out, man. I'm out like a log. Cause you're tired, no yeah, doubt. Yeah. So um, after the belt, yep. is there something food-wise that you uh, you know you don't you stay away from because you know it's your weakness, <laughs> but uh, you know, you will get back into it to reward yourself. That's a funny question. Like most fighters, I I love food. Yes. Everyone does. It fuels us. But like you said, I'm staying away from a lot of the junk food. Yes. And I'm a massive. Ah, sweet tooth, to say the least. Anything in particular? Waffles, chocolate, ice cream. I want to go to Maxi Brenner's. I want to hit up a couple more waffle shops. I've had my eyes on. But not too loose, you know. I like to stay fit. So after the waffles, I'll definitely do some training to burn it off again. Well, it's Christmas after all. So yeah, Christmas. <laughs> Christmas. So we're at Punches in the Park yep. on December the 10th. December the 10th it is. You're one of the main events, if we can call it that. Yeah. It's a stacked card. Oh, man, everyone's everyone's a main event pretty much on the card. So how do people follow you if they want to jump on with Camille Valor on his you know bandwagon? Okay, have you got space? I do have space after this fight. I've been pretty bad, and I'm sorry to all the fans. I've been neglecting my Facebook page. Uh, it's been hard for me to transition between private life and social life, like social media. But I'm going to make an active effort from after this fight. And if you want to follow me, I'll be on the Baller Boys uh, Facebook webpage. And we're going to take it from there. So there'll be more announcements to come. From one father of three to one. A this is your first. Two, yes, two. Always use your baby as an excuse. If you don't get back to people, you can't be bothered <laughs> doing something. All right, Camille? Yeah, I have been the last two weeks. All right. I'm, saying the ba I'm sorry we can't do it. The baby's not sent and we can't come along. <laughs> okay, so thank you very much, Camille, for no, your no time. No problem. Thank you for the interview. All the best next week. Appreciate thank you. It. Thank you. We're at the Fight Fit Open Workout. I'm here with Lim Jekka. The trainer, mentor, that's it. Yep. All the things. mind master of the Bella Boys, both. Now, at this stage, one week out, Lim, where do we? What is the difference between what you're doing with the boys? How, how long was the training camp? If I can ask first, well, the training camp's been ten weeks. Yes. So, well, really, in in, in any boxing camp, I mean, the, the the majority part of the ten week camp, the nine weeks camp, is all physical. And then the last week is all mental. So you got 80% physical, 20% mental that leading into that last week. And then you swap it around to 80% mental, 20% physical. So you're tapering the boys off. So when you're talking mental, what are we doing? Sitting in front of TV, watching Rocky or what are, what's happening? Uh, that can help depending yeah. on what kind of fighter you are. But yeah. no, not for my boys. Really just going over the game plan. Yes. You know, keeping them fresh, keeping them confident, you know, making them, you know, believe in everything they've done, reminding them of all the hard work they've gone through the whole camp, just sharpening them up, you know, just trying to freshen them up because it's last week gets, gets training 
for all fighters, even for coaches, because you just want to get over the line, get in there and get this fight done and, and do what you do, what you love doing. So the last week is just trying to keep them motivated, you know, sharp, fresh, not sort of fall off a little bit, as to say. So leading up the night, it's, you said it's about a 10-week camp, is that correct? Yeah, they're all different. This one's been 10, 10. weeks. Yeah. So the nine weeks is very physical, let's yeah, say. Very physical. What sort of time are you got you putting in specifically? Because you've got both boys. You've got yeah. Camilla and Ibi. Yeah. Uh, what so, are they training together? Are they training separate? How do you, how are you separating? I, tra I train them separate yeah. uh, a couple of days a week, and then uh, the other days we train together. It just depends on where we're at with, with training, what we're doing with sparring, where we're travelling to, because we travel around for sparring as well. Sometimes some people come to us. But, but I spend a lot of one-on-one -on -one time with them as well, you know, because they're both separate in their styles. I mm. don't try not to keep them too much together because they've been training together all their lives. And we tried that at the start, but I needed to, to separate so that they can identify their own styles as fighters. So I do spend a bit of one-on-one -on -one time with the boys, probably, you know, two, three days a week. We spend one-on-one -on -one time together. And how long have they been in your camp? Uh, Ibi started with me... Uh, October, November after the 2012 Olympics, uh, Camille he started with me that year in that year in um, I think March. I think it might have been March, yeah. March so, what sort of hours are they putting in a week? Do you do well, you, you monitor that? Yeah, well they, well, they train with me five days a week. Oh, okay. They train with their strength and conditioning coach three days a week. And they do their um, running five days a week. And then they spend a bit of time, you know, sauna work. You know, just for recovery, uh, beach work at the salt water. They go to the sea baths a fair bit. You know, they do walks. They do a lot of stretching. You know, they they put in all the hours, times on an average day. You know, they're spending separately. You know, up, up to three hours a day of training, but it's not done in one session. It's yes. all done separately. Okay, so leading up, obviously the physical side uh, is a bit less because yeah, we taper up. We don't we take the strength and conditioning work out. Yep. We shorten the runs. We make them faster, shorter. And the same with the boxing. It's all just just timing work, speed work, and just short, sharp, you know, sh sessions to freshen them up. So they still actually clocking in those sort of hours, even though they're not doing no, the no, hard no, work. No, no, no. it's it's it, it cut. It gets cut right back. The last two weeks, we just start tapering it right off, right off from two weeks out. We start bringing it down a little bit every day, a little bit every day till till we have that final rest day just before the uh, wane, and then they're ready to fight on the Saturday. So speaking of the wane, are you monitoring their diets as well, their weights, or is yeah, there someone else that takes yeah, care of yeah, that? Everything has to. I check with their weights every day. You know, because we have had an issue in the past with with uh, with Ibby's weight once. You know, where we we missed we missed the mark, and you know you got to learn by your mistakes. Um, Cam Cam Cam's a physical specimen when it comes to 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 weight. I mean, you know, he eats and drinks on the day of the wane. Right. Know, okay. Every, I mean, he's a he's a massive. He was a massive lightweight. Just, okay. Just a big, strong lightweight. But you know, he's already. He's only about a kilo and a half off weight now. You know, same with Ibby. You know, but Ibby's, Ibby it just. He works out a lot harder than what Cam does. Whereas with Cam, he's just a physical specimen when it comes to, to keeping his weight. He's just gifted that way physically. So you, you, just by what you say about uh, being on their back, especially uh, on top of the diet, you sound like you're a bit of a, you're like a glove. And yeah, well, if, if somebody has to keep them honest, yes, you know, that, that's my job. I yes, mean, if I if I'm not asking them all the questions, how are they gonna, you know, keep thinking about it? How are they gonna stay in tune? How are they gonna keep? How are they gonna stay on top of all these things? You know, it's, it's easy to let them go, and and trust that they're gonna do it themselves. But but fighters have got too many other things to think about, and they do make a lot of mistakes. That's why it's our job to make sure that they don't make those mistakes. So how many calls 
would you uh, would you make to them that they miss where you turn around, get in your car and you try and track them down <laughs> and find them at a McDonald's or something like that? Nah, no? Nah, no, no, hopefully not yet. But have you gone, have you, have you I ring them a fair bit, I ring them, yeah. I send a lot of messages, like I'm, I'm on them all day, every day. Yes. There's, there's always something to talk about. I, I keep I keep moving my sights. That's for sure. So, do they appreciate the effort that you're going into? Of now? course they do. Of course they do. They're they're, they're they're nice kids. You know, they they appreciate anything that yes. anybody does from. They're very humble, nice boys. They, they don't they don't expect people to just do things for them. That's why they ex- they like it when when people do. Well, I was just thinking, like kids. I guess they're a bit older than the average kid, but uh, they don't appreciate what your parents do because that's what you kind of are. You're overseeing. You're making sure. Yeah, you're a they, brother, you're pr- a father, they, a mother, exactly. a mentor. Yeah, yeah, a psychologist, psychologist probably even before a coach. Really, you know, with fighters. But yeah, look, that's that's part of the job, and you know, fighters is is understanding the whole psychology of it all and, and how to speak to them and how to motivate them and if they've got an issue like how to speak to them and, and if there's something that they ask if you haven't got the answer how to find the answer and them trusting you in finding an answer and coming back with an answer like it's all part of the psychology with fighters and and they got to trust everything yes. that you do they got to trust everything that you say they got to trust you 100 percent because you're in charge of their you're everything you're in charge of the, you're in charge of their their livelihood. You're in charge of their health, their safety. You're in charge of everything. So if you haven't got a grip on all those things, mm. and they don't trust you with all those things, well, they're not going to hang around, are they? Especially top-level athletes are going to move on to somebody that can do the job. Sounds like you wear many hats, and it's not just about opening the gym door, going to do a couple of sessions, and out you go. You're, oh, uh, it seems like you're always thinking about uh, leading, especially leading up. Is there more thought going into for you, closer to the event? There is because every, every look, you know, everybody has a, as a as a system that they work towards. Like, and but that system is always different because every fight is different, every fight is different, every situation is different. You know, weather's different. You know, bodies are different. You know, what's happening in their life. You know, social everything's different. So there has to be adjustments made all the time, and you got to be thinking about that and constantly adjusting with that. Otherwise, it doesn't work. Because if you just had a black and white sheet of how you how you run it, it it's impossible for it to work it, it doesn't you, the humans they make mistakes they veer off you got to pull them back in you know you got to motivate them they're feeling down you got to pick them up they're too high you got to bring them down there's a lot of things to do you know? i'm tired just <laughs> listening to you limb i want i don't want to listen to myself <laughs> I don't want to exhaust you. I just want to mention that we're at Punches at the Park this yep. Saturday. That's right. It is a stacked card. Five of the best fighters we have. Uh, how they worked out who was the main event? Was there a standoff or was had we? Look, uh, when you look at these boys, they're all main event fighters. Yes. So when you look at that card, you're not looking at one particular fighter as being the main. You're getting five main event fighters yes. on one card. Yep. Yeah. Like I think. I don't even know who the headline act is to tell you the truth because we're not even worried about that. They we're all tell me they are. Yeah, well, everyone's are. each other's undercard. Yeah, that's right. That's yeah. it, and that's yeah. what they are. Yeah, you know, whoever they decide to put at the last ain't going to make any difference yeah. to, to them and their careers and where they're going. You know, their followers come to see them. Yes, they're going to be there to see them, whether they're first, last, middle doesn't really make any difference because on this card, all five of those boys are main event fighters. So for the people uh, that have never been to the boxing before, this is what we're trying to do. We're trying to draw some mainstream punters that come in. What do they? What are they expected to see? Just lastly, yeah. You're going to see very five, very nice, very humble kids that have been working hard all their life to uh, fulfil their dream to become fighters. You know, they're all top level fighters. They're unique in each. Each five boys have have their own style. 
And what you're going to see is top quality athleticism in boxing at the ultimate level. And if they come down, they're going to see nice kids that they can uh, grow a following to because they are good kids to follow who are elite top levels that can really fight. That sounds like a money back guarantee there, yeah. Lim. Lim Jekka Boxing, is that's where they can go to pick up their refund if they if you if it doesn't come and see me. All come right. and see me. I'll I'll put you I'll put you in uh, in contact with my people. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much for your time. Much appreciate. All the very you. best. Thank, Thank you. you. Thanks nice for your time. Yeah. Thank you. Punches in the park in next week, happening December tenth. Rod Laver uh, Rod Laver Arena. Yet is that right, Brian? I'm with Brian I'm Butler here. Melbourne Park Function, if you just want to... Melbourne Park Function Centre, Sam. Okay, and um, I saw you, first of all, on uh, Facebook. I saw on a YouTube, you were sitting there in Las Vegas, out in the desert. You had a leather, leather black hat. You had the golden glove. I said, I need to speak to this young man. I need to <laughs> That's see... That's my Rat Pack hat, mate. Is it? Uh, yeah. So you like a bit of Frank's... You I enjoy... Frank's in, okay. I all the old mate. Yeah, true. And uh, did you get to see any of them in Vegas, any of those shows? You know, those shows, the legend shows where they got would the... Uh, would have loved to go and see. There was a good Elvis tribute show when we were there, but uh, pretty pretty busy with the boxing, mate. We didn't really get much time. It was, uh, yeah, pretty much boxing 24-7. So you obviously like the king, Elvis Presley. You're a fan? Big fan, mate. Okay, excellent. Now, uh, you take, you have both Maloney boys. You train both Maloney boys. Correct. You've been training them for how long you've been involved with the Maloney boys? Uh, eight years now, Sam. Okay. And you've taken them all the way through from their, obviously, their amateur days? and Yeah, they started off uh, with Jay Mann as an amateur um, at Lilydale, and um, I, I came on the scene, like I said, about eight years ago. And, um, yeah, I've been training them ever since. So they're in their mid-20s, eight years, you grab them as teenagers. Uh, is it, you, you, you could be regarded more as a father figure as well. Do you feel every punch that they get while you're screaming out instructions in the ring? Um, try not to, but yes, I do. But yeah, uh, I've been in the game for a long time. You got to learn to sort of uh, curb your excitement a little bit. I mean, I can't jump over the top rope and do it for them. So uh, look, both the boys are good listeners, and and they work on things. They they trust me to see things in the corner uh, when I'm when I'm. Uh, work in the corner when they're fighting and as the fight goes on and we pick out little things and uh, maybe one or two things they could be doing better or one or two openings that we might see and uh, then we try and work on those things. So the order of who comes out first on the uh, on Saturday, is was there an issue between the brothers? There's one saying, no, 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 you're my co. You're, no, no, you're my co. <laughs> well, there's plenty of rivalry between the two in the gym, but you know when it comes fight night, they're all 100% behind each other. And uh, basically they're taking in turns to take the main events now. So it's, uh, it's Jason's turn. Uh, Jason's turn on this show and uh, the last show Andy was out for the for the last fight for the main event so so Andy's coming in at 118 pounds that's his uh, that's correct right? yeah that's the band and weight limit so at a week out how, how far is he off that uh, weight oh he's not far off that now uh, you know the boys have got a wonderful um, uh, diet um, that they do thanks to MNK Food who's sponsored by MNK Food who have all their meals prepared for them um, and, and that's really been a big help for them. But, no, the boys might uh, drop a pound or two in the sauna the day of the fight and uh, day of the weigh-in, and, uh, and that's about it. But, uh, yeah, they'll, they'll be both fit and strong by the time they get in there. They won't be depleted. I'm sure every question you're asked is about both boys as opposed to one boy, but uh, working out together, does it get heated at times more so than you're happy with that you say boys hold back wait for the for the actual fight it night. does you know look occasionally I mean, generally it's about three weeks out there's a bit of niggle gets in and the boys are sparring i mean they've got no better sparring i don't believe anywhere you know in 
in Australia than each other, but you know uh, they get to know each other's style, so uh, they know each other's style very well. So it's always very competitive between the two in the gym, and uh, yeah, sometimes it gets a little bit heated, Sam, and sometimes I. Uh, most of the time, I'll be calling instructions from the outside of the ring, but occasionally I have to get in and uh, be, really? re- be a referee as okay. well. So just to make sure things don't go uh, sideways here. So we've got one at 118 pounds. Andy's at 118 pounds. Jason's at 122 pounds. Yep. Again, it's probably a question being asked a million times. Is this is there ever a possibility they may go against each other or, again, keep them apart like the glitch goes? Uh, look, I, like the glitch goes, mate, I, I don't see any. I, look, I love both the boys and I, I think all their fans and their friends and their family do. And, you know, they love each other. You know, they might be competitive in the ring, but like I said earlier, they're 100% behind, behind each other when they fight. Um... Look, I, I would hate to see that mm. and um, uh, happen, and I, I'd just like to see them both have uh, great careers. Anyone wants to um, wants to see them, and a lot of people ask me, and I do get the question, which one's the better of the two? I say, pick a day. Okay. So, depending, yep. you know, one might fire a little bit better on a Tuesday, and the next Thursday, the other one will fire a bit better. So, um, it all depends on the given day. But they're both very talented, very dedicated, and. Um, you know, I believe uh, they'll they'll be going all the way. Otherwise, I wouldn't be here. So the gym they fight out of is East End Boxing in Croydon. Okay. Yep. So if they do want to fight, if they do would like, they want to take watch the boys in training. Obviously, they're welcome to come. Anyone's in. welcome to come down. A Sunday morning, uh, normally we train at ten o'clock. That's the best time. Uh, everyone gets to do some sparring. Have uh, a lot of young up and coming amateur boxers in the gym as well as uh, as well as okay, our top liners are Jason and Andy, and then. Uh, We've got Gage Island as, as well, who's also fighting on the card on Saturday night in his first title fight. So I noticed on your gym wall, train hard, enjoy your session. That's your words? Uh, yeah, that's correct, yeah. And uh, what does the mainstream fan, what can they expect this Saturday coming up? Not the hardcore ones that know these guys this inside and out. We're trying to lure in the people that have got nothing to do the on Australian Saturday. Transporting public. Yes. Get behind these young fellas. Um, Jason and Andy Maloney, you know, Australia's next superstars of sport, not only boxing. And the fact that they're twin brothers um, makes it uh, very exceptional. Um, there's only been very few in any sport. Um, they were the first two twin brothers to ever compete in boxing at the Commonwealth Games in 2010. Um, Look, 100% excitement. Plus, you've got the Bella boys, the brothers. I've known them since they were young fellas as well. And uh, they're also great prospects with a big future. And uh, the world's their oyster for them. And also young Michael Zarafa on the card as well, who's just been picked up by top rank in America. So uh, this is probably his last fight for a while on Australian soil. And he heads overseas. And, uh, yeah, like young 12-gauge Ireland always comes to fight. So um, fight... Sporting fans, please come and support uh, not only boxing in Australia, but these, these are two, two future superstars in the Maloney Twins and also the Bella Boys and Michael Zarafa, Gage Island against uh, Shady Sawid, a wily veteran who's been around for a long time. was trained by Keith Ellis, uh, Keith Ellis Jr. Uh, before he passed away and uh, now he's with top-ranked fight and fitness uh, under Chris Janetta. So we're expecting a good fight there. But, yeah, for the sporting fans uh, that don't really know a lot about boxing, please get out and support these guys at Punches at the Park at the Melbourne Park Function Centre next Saturday. The doors open at 4.30. Uh, first fight's at 5 o'clock. Uh, just if, you, if you're a general sports fan, um, get out and support them because you won't be disappointed. There, there'll be plenty of watch, plenty of excitement, and all the boys are fighting quality opposition, uh, especially Jason's got a tough... Uh, fighter in uh, Enrique Bonache from Mexico and uh, Andy is fighting um, 
He's fighting uh, bad boy Ruiz from Argentina, who's well rated above Andy in the world. And, uh, yeah, it should be great fights. And also the Bella boys are both matched up against good opponents. And Michael Zarafa defending his IBF title as well. Super card. Thank you, Brian Butler. It's a pleasure speaking to you. Like I said, I saw you with that leather hat and those sunnies and that beautiful boxing gold necklace. And I thought, I've got to speak to this man. So thank you. You're great for the sport, great well, for the Maloney ne- boys. Next time you see me with the suit and the white cane and spats, hopefully. I like. I like. A I like the sound. Title belts, Is that mate, on the be, way through? On the way into the ring with the suit and the white? Yes? No, nah, mate. That'll be, after, that'll, be, that'll be the after party. After party. Thank you. <laughs> thank you very much, Brian. All right. You're welcome, Sammy. Thank you. Thank you. Michael Pretty Boy Zarafa, Powercore Fitness, a wonderful sponsor of yours. We had a uh, open workout uh, at Powercore Fitness for your last bout, is that correct? That's correct, yeah. They're um, the best in the business, you know, the people down there and Matt, um, Matt Gian Piccolo and the brothers down there, they, they helped me out to, to uh, a massive tea, you know what I mean? Without them, I'd be, I'd be helpless. So, um, yeah, definitely get down. It's the best gym in Craigieburn. So where's your boy Damien? Uh, is he here tonight? No, no, Damien, Damien Bajay. He's uh, he's not here tonight. He uh, or today, sorry, I should say. He's um, he's just been drafted again to um, back to local footy, but he's on a good wicket down there, so okay. uh, injury free. His shoulders are recovered, and um, yeah, hopefully he can climb the ranks again back in the VFL, and and who knows, maybe get drafted. All right, so we've given Damien Bajay a bit of a, bit shout, of a shout out, out there because yeah. uh, he's an important part of your team. Uh, yeah, he's a good, a good, one of my best mates. Um, you know, I mean, he, he helps me even just with training runs and, and stuff like that. When he, even when he's tired, he still sticks by me and and uh, pushes me to, to that next level. So I'll give him a I'll give him a shout out this time. So the importance of a team, obviously, you don't do it by yourself. I mean, you, your sister is very, very much involved in in what sort of uh, involvement does uh, Michelle have when it uh, comes to your preparation? Oh, Michelle. Well, yeah. Without my sister, I'd be I'd definitely be lost. She's my uh, my PA, my best mate. Um, she does basically everything that I can't do. Um, to her best ability and she's got me over the line and even like my my trips overseas and, and all my fights with Michael Tamura she um yeah she, she's just basically the the backbone to Michael Tamura so she helps me out heaps heaps so a huge shout out to Michelle so Mish's Cakes and Bakes that's the <laughs> business name mini Mish's mini, mini Mish's Cakes and Bakes yeah so she's flying with that at Sorry, the moment Michelle, yeah. yeah she's flying with that at the moment um yeah she's getting huge orders especially Christmas time coming as well and um, yeah, if anyone wants uh, cakes or birthdays or anything coming up, just uh, you can find her on, on Facebook and she has her own um, fan page and stuff like that too. So, yeah. So if we can just get it right because I don't want to get in trouble <laughs> from my show. It's Mini Mishes. Cakes and Bakes. Mini Mishes, Cakes and Bakes. Leading up to the uh, bout, um, how far off are you? What are you fighting at this, this next week? Uh D- division? Yeah. Middle no, um, what what weight? Is it 160? Um, yeah, middle yep. yeah, middleweight, 160. Um, so 72.5 kgs. Um, yeah, like my weight's been good. My preparation has been strong. I've been to two countries for training. Um, you know, I was in America training with Freddie Roach and the team over there. I um, also went to Japan with um, the the Mitchell team, Jade Mitchell and the and the crew, and and got some quality sparring over there and and um, some hectic road work and stuff over there as well. So um, leading up to this fight, it's been awesome. I uh, can't complain. There's been no no holes in the um, in the in the training. Just want to go out there and put on a show, finish up, and enjoy Christmas. So after Christmas, so you enjoy Christmas. I know you are a trainer to the point where at times I have spoken to you in the past, and you like you like to stay hungry, and if the lion is hungry, the lion performs better. Exactly so right. tell me, 
as uh, Camille Bala finishes his open workout right there. Um, what, how is your diet leading up? Is it do you do you adjust much, or you're always pretty close to your um, weight? You know, with my diet, I'm one of those fighters that you know kind of likes to break the rules a little bit. Um, you know, a lot of fighters take three to four weeks dieting. For me, you know, I, I'm I can still eat chocolate tonight and, and still make weight. Um, I try not to, obviously, but yeah, a week out, I start watching what I eat and um, and, and chip away at it down to 72.5 i walk around max 75 76 so i think as of the new year starts i'll probably get down to 154 so 69 kilos um i think that'll be my new division i, I feel that I, we, we my team feels like we can dominate um at 69 so uh, yeah we'll just we'll see how we go but like i said my diet and everything's been been awesome so, so I can't complain. exciting things we let to mention exciting things yeah. in the new year just quietly off the cuff we don't have to release it too early what's happening um, for the yes team? so recently uh, my team um were in america um la training at wildcard down with you know the famous gym with manny pacquiao and and um freddie roach and um yeah good things have come you know we we went over there and we oppressed a few people and uh, as of february next year we'll be back over there um training with the new team um freddie roach and ernie uh, working with michael tamura and obviously my sister and the, and the crew but um yeah next year is going to be a huge year for, for us uh training out of wildcard and and basically trying to uh work away at that world title but um yeah so how does that work? You go over when? When's, is, do you have a date when you're going over? Uh, yeah, so it will be late, uh, late twenty, late twenties in February. Yes. Um, and then yeah, basically ten weeks out of a fight, we'll train, fight, and then come home. Um, so you can't, you can't, can't take home away from me. I, I love home. So Melbourne's obviously where I'm from, but I'll be yeah back and forth there. So if I have three, four fights a year, it'll be thirty to forty weeks over in America. So. so how are you going to get your hands on Misha's cakes and bakes yeah, from uh, well, LA? It'll probably do me some. Well, she'll be with me, so hopefully she doesn't cake over there make cakes over there but um no, everything's running smooth like i said and it, it's good you know it'll be good to get over there and, and make a name for ourselves and the team um and chip away but yeah i definitely need a, a break from mini mish's cakes and bakes did you say she'll be with you she's going to yeah so she'll be with me um so they'll, i'll get an apartment and stuff over there and um yeah like she'll come up two three weeks come back and obviously before fights crucial for her to be with me and the team um but yeah, like I'll, I'll try to get her up there as much as I can, and obviously she's got the kids and the family, so I can't pull her away from that. But um, yeah, definitely want her up there with me because without her, like I said, there's no me. So we're a, we're a good team, solid team. So December 10th, punches in the park, Melbourne Park once again. You got we got five really main events happening. How do we are we? Do you know if you are the last on or the uh, Maloney boys or the Bella boys? How we decided uh, I'm not this? Too arm, I'm arm not wrestle? too sure. Yeah, well, I'm not too sure. Like I said, you got some awesome, awesome guys, awesome talent on the card. You know, the Maloney boys, beautiful to watch. Um, you know, Olympians as well, and you got the the Bala boys, um, just all class. For me, I'm not real fussed. Um, as long as I'm I'm on there, I'll put on a show regardless. Uh, where I'm where I'm based on the card doesn't really bother me or phase me. Obviously, it's good to be a main event, um, as I've been on my last few few shows, but. Um, like I said, we're after bigger and better, you know, America fights, uh, Vegas fights, and and those main event you know, HBO cards. So um, for me, it doesn't really matter. But just go out there, put on a show, and, and no no stones been left unturned. So big things coming up for Team Zarafa. Huge. At this point, you're focusing on next week, of course. Yep. And um, then it's the world is the limit. From what I understand, you're a very impatient, frustrated <laughs> young man. The, la- the man is being letting let loose in uh, the United States of America. Exactly right. LA, watch it. I'm coming. But yeah, Mikey, Mikey Altamira has been... I feel sorry for him. You know, he's, he's the best bloke. I do his head in day in, day out. But again, without Mike and my team, I'm, I'm useless. So a huge wraps and thanks to Mikey Altamira. 
Um, but yeah, I couldn't couldn't be there without him as well. So thank you very much, Pretty Boy. You sticking with the Pretty Boy over there? Yeah, well, I'm gonna roll with it. It's been Good. it's it's worked so far, and I'll stick with it. So Pretty Boy is a rapper, LA. I'm coming. Excellent. Thank you very much. Enjoy. No thank Cheers. you. Enjoy your workout. Ibrahim Labala. 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 Yeah. How'd you get that one? Did you give that yourself? Or? No, I didn't get it myself, actually. Um, I was training with Will Thomason. Yes. Uh, this is when he was with his uh, coach Nico um, earlier this year. And um, I was sparring him and come up with the nickname uh, Labala. It's uh, Mexican for the, or Spanish for the bullet. Oh, okay. So. Um, that stuck ever since. Because oh, yeah. I noticed, I've I've noticed your merch, and your merch is very impressive. Is that something that's been around for a while? The, the Bella Boys Boxing, the logo is all very impressive. Uh, the logo's been around for a couple of years now, but yeah, the Bella Boys has always been around for a few years. Yeah. So your last fight was at Bendigo. Yeah. Unfortunately, it didn't go too well. Uh, nah. You wanted to back yourself up and go in again. Uh, there, there has been a long delay. What's happened then? Uh, it's been a long delay. Um, ended up getting injured. Uh, inspiring and uh, in my neck and actually got bone bruising in the neck so had to have a layoff of that and yeah i'm just happy to be back in the fight scene right now so growing up when did you start boxing how old were you oh, i started fighting at 11 but i was in the gym since i can remember my uncle had a gym up in hoppers crossing okay. father's boxing gym yes so pretty much grew up in the gym is your uncle still on the scene? Does he still support you? Because I understand you're with Lim Jacker. Yeah, I'm with my cousin Lim Jacker at the moment as well. Okay. Um, training with him, but my uncle's still uh, doing his thing in uh, Bala's boxing gym. He's got a few fighters there as well. So. So where's the Bala boxing? Uh, that's that's gym? in um, Dermot Road in Hoppers Crossing. Yes. So yeah. And so Lim's your uh, relation of yours. Yeah, Lim's a relation okay. of mine as well. So oh, it? it's all kept in the family. Yeah. So when you made your move from your uncle's gym to Lim's gym, were there any uh, family issues no, there? Of is course. he related to? Is he yeah, related yeah. to we're Lim? All related. Yeah. Okay, you're all related. So, okay. Um, family. F- family. We're all family. Uh, well, after the Olympics, well, my dad and my uncle were both my my trainers, and unfortunately, my dad had to have shoulder operations, and um, Lim was the man to go to. And ever since then, you know, we've bonded together and st- uh, gelled together well. So yeah. So post post Olympics, when was that? Twenty twelve. Twenty twelve. Twenty twelve, and yeah. that's when um, you decided to go over with Lim. Yeah. And the difference in the boxing is it um, a different relationship with your uncle? Lim's your cousin, is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. So well, um, Lim's like an older brother figure to me. Yes. You know, um, he teaches and guides guides me through not just boxing but through life as well. So yeah, um, I've got a lot of respect. Immense respect for them. Because I was speaking to Lim earlier, yeah. and he seems to be thinking of you boys 24 hours, seven days a week, especially leading up to a yeah. fight, the fight week. Yeah. So did you think going over with Lim, you might be a bit, uh, well, he's, he's closer to my age. He may let me off here and there. Has he be, been more intense as a mentor, trainer, everything? Definitely um, more intense. Uh you know, he doesn't let me slide as much, you know, with, with uh, my dad and uncle, you know, you'd be like, oh, you know, here and there, but not with limits, got to do this or it has to be done, you know. So there is no chance you will miss weight this week under Lim. Definitely not. And what no. would happen if Lim, he, he seems pretty intense character and uh, he says he rings you many times during the week. Have you ever 
ignored his call, Ibrahim. Nah. Never. Can't, you can't ignore the coach's call, man. Once once that phone rings and it, his name's on it, yeah, you got to pick it up. I asked him whether many times the way he rang and you didn't answer the phone and how many call, missed calls would it take for him to get in his car and come and track you down. <laughs> but you're saying you'd never missed a call nah, from man, the coach. You, you got, as soon as you see the coach's number, man, you got to pick it up. All right. So, December the 10th. When, when you come back into training... You're going to cop it. You're going to cop a bouncing. <laughs> so has that happened in the past? You look like it's familiar. Nah, it, man. It, I'm, just aware, I'm just aware of what's going to happen. <laughs> All right. You're a worker. He's yeah. a good boy. And you thought you were going to be easier under Cousin Lim. But it's obviously not well, Not as easy. Nah, the, not that easier. Definitely, definitely a good, um, brilliant coach. Because Popsy and Tio allowed you slide a little bit at the train. Is that correct? Yeah. You could say that. You know... Parents my son, parents, my son. Parents are always going to be soft. Yes. Yeah. So this is good for business, for the Bala boys, Ibrahim's business. Yes. Definitely, definitely. Excellent. Well, um, uh, punches in the park on December 10th. Yeah. What do people who were trying to draw to this match that have never been to a fight before, what can they expect if they come and support the Bala boys? They're going to expect uh, entertainment, you know, a show. Not just a boxing match, it's... You know, it's um, it's a fight. The crowd's into it. You know, it's a, it's a, it's a entertainment, entertaining night. Sorry, yeah. So with a fight name like La Bala, they're gonna have to expect the business. So uh, uh, always, always expect the business. Excellent. You know, I'm always ready for the business. So. I appreciate your time. Thank you very much. We're here at the Open Workout at Fight Fit. You haven't gone in. What is actually going to happen? You're up soon. Is it, is it the, the last week, from what Lim says, is just you, you taper off? Last What's going to happen now? Last week is um, pretty much tapering off, uh, looking after the body, sharpening up, you know, a lot, of, a lot of speed work and get your weight right. And, yeah, basically it, you know, no hard stuff, just uh, fine-tuning. So what what weight are you actually fighting at on Saturday? Well, this weight's going to be at 58 kilos. Yep. Uh, my opponent's camp has been struggling with the weight, so we've put up the weight a kilo, which is which is okay. That doesn't make a difference. But yeah. What are you at at the moment? What are you walking around at at the moment? At the moment, I'm walking at 59 kilos. So a week away from the fight. Yeah. Easy. Easy done. How many kilos. times a day do you get on the scales, Ibirim? Uh, at least three times a day. Really? Morning, morning, afternoon, and night. Uh, is it true that you, we're always lightest in the morning? Sorry? Is it true that we are always lightest yeah, in the morning? Yeah, you're always lightest in the morning when you wake up. Yes. That's the best time to check your weight. Okay, that's yeah. cool. Make you feel good, start yeah, the day for well. For all the ladies out there, check your weight in the morning. Thank you very much <laughs> for your time. I appreciate it. Thank you very much, Ibrahim. Ibrahim, la balla balla. Thank you very Thank much. You. you get a round of applause, mate. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. We're at the uh, Hosking promotion, punches at the park, open workout. And I have a young man who goes by the name of 12 Gauge Island. Hey, Sam, what's going on, mate? Thank you. I'm well. How did you get that? How did you come across that fight name? Um, I think that fight name sort of generated more from right-hand power. Yes. Um, and obviously, my first name is Gage. So, you know, fighting names are meant to sort of roll off the tongue, and 12 Gauge seemed pretty sitting at the time. So... I saw you for the first time, I uh, come across you on one of the Hosking promotion uh, videos and you were in Vegas, uh, in the uh, heat of Vegas, standing by you was a man uh, by the name of Brian Butler with his leather hat and his gold necklace. 
I saw you at the at the weigh-in. Can you tell us something about the weigh-in? Um, yeah, the Vegas weigh-in was an amazing experience. Um, I actually got to go to that weigh-in in a pink suit. Yes. Um, you can hang on. I want to be able to direct people. Where can they find that? Oh, because that suit was to the T. Right, you come out and you're stripped off. I'm going to let you explain, but where, if they want to see that, where, where, how can they find that on YouTube? Or? Um, definitely on Facebook. Okay. I'm on a Hosking Promotions Facebook page and my own. It should definitely be all over there somewhere in the history. So they called you out, and here you come in a pink suit. Pink, yeah, not it was uh, not subtle, <laughs> not at all, and uh, it sort of uh, definitely fit in with the scene of Vegas Strip. Um, we had the crowd on their feet. Uh, you know, we went over there being the underdog from Australia you know in american soil and um we just wanted to win the win the battle you know we might not win the war we went over there with no nothing in our favor and uh, you know short notice and everything and we just wanted to go over there and have a good time and get the good publicity out there and we gave up shirts and i thought the best way to get some attention would be well, let's make some noise at the weigh-ins so having watched many weigh-ins they always the fighters always turn up in maybe a pair of thongs or sandals tracksuit pants and a t-shirt which is very quick to take off gage very quick but your pink suit it contained what tell us what it contained it was, uh, the, it was the works yeah it was um actually like i got i got that suit tailor-made in bali um because yes. when i got the phone call for the fight i was over there for a wedding okay so um and you that's know that's the first thought let's get some fight gear sorted from bali yeah weighing gear yes. weighing gear, yeah. weighing gear. sure sure yeah. um you know so the suit was just your normal standard pants um it had an undershirt a jacket and um and a tie and uh and the belt and, uh, and some nice flash shoes that I actually got from uh, Vegas. Nice. I decided to get some nice American shoes. And, um, you know, they all came together really well. And, uh, you know, it was just an amazing experience, in all in honesty. I could hear the crowd going crazy. And you weren't in a rush to take your, your pink suit off. You, you, I could just feel in watching you were milking the attention. You loved it. You step out and you did a few moves. And people can watch this on the Hosking Promotions Facebook page or even your own. Yep. And here's this young man pulling off a. He's, he's underestimating this suit for uh, suit for the listeners. It was a beautiful pink outfit. You took ages to take your belt off. You had the beautiful shoes, the socks, everything like that. And then you stepped up, get weighed. Yep, made weight, and um, and I felt spectacular because the weight was such a large cut. Like um, you know, I've never not made weight. I think it's very unprofessional. Always made weight, but Vegas was a test. It was a very big test. It uh, was a big test because you were in Bali for a wedding, so you're partying. You didn't ha- in your mind. You didn't have a w- you didn't have a fight lined up. Exactly right. So you get a phone call from Brian. I'm assuming. Yep. And what did he actually say? You're fighting, or are you interested in fighting? Nah. He just rang me up and said, "Yep, stop what you're doing. I want to go for a 10k run. You're training here from 8 a.m. till 10 a.m. and then from 4 p.m. to 6 p.m. twice a day." He's like, "I'll see you in a week when you get back. We're going to Vegas, baby." So. T- in, te- in a week, you were off to Vegas. You're in Bali, which is the extreme of uh, party time, Fr- friends' wedding. So I'm assuming yeah. you're having a good time. Yeah, definitely. We are. We had a big night out for the Bucks party before I, I got the phone call about the fight. But we actually went, like the seven days I had left in Bali, I spent um, training. Yes. And then I went home for seven days before we flew to um, LA. Okay. Uh, so so it, was a bit more, it was a bit more than seven days. But uh, Honestly, after I got back off that plane from Bali, it was just like, wow, you know, we didn't have a set of scales and it was yes. hard to find a set. And, yes. And I was training hard and we were sweating heaps, but, um, you know, you don't really know how much you weigh till you get on scales. Okay. Like, you know, it's very misleading. So what weight, do you have an idea on what weight you were at when you got the phone call by Brian? 
When I got the phone call from Brian, I'd say I was about 70 kilos. Right. And obviously 70 kilos wasn't the actual weight that you're fighting at. So what did you, what weights did you, let's call that in pounds, 153 pounds. Yeah. Right. So the fight was in 10 days, 10 days notice. Yeah, t 10, 14 days notice. 10 to yep. 14 days notice. And then you had to fight at the super featherweight limit. Is that correct? Yeah, 58.9 kilos, 130 pounds. So that's a 23 pound weight cut in about 10 days. Yeah, yeah, it was extreme. Did you have time to think about the craziness involved in dropping that much weight over that short period of time, or did you just believe? Honestly, it was what you just said. I just believed. I, I wanted to go to Vegas. I wanted to make it happen. You know, it's not often you get a phone call to go to America. It was an amazing experience, and um, we just jumped at it. Like, you know, nothing was in our favour. The guy we were fighting is the prospect from Roy Jones Stable. You know, they weren't doing us any favours when we got there. And it was just one thing after another. But we just kept on going with our heads held high. And we knew while we were there. And we, we went there. We made noise. We came. We conquered. It was a fantastic feeling. So the actual fight was against an undefeated Randy Moreno. Yes. Former world amateur champion. Yeah, he was one hell of a fighter. So did you know of him before when you accepted the fight? Um, we definitely have uh, heard of his reputation. Um, there is no footage of him at all fighting, so we sort of went in there a bit blind. Um, but you know, he was tough. He's had, you know, he was undefeated. He's had a lot of knockouts. I'm under, I was undefeated at the time and had no not had a lot of knockouts. And um, you know, both knockout fighters, we just thought, well, it's going to be either over real quick or it's going to be one hell of a war. And you know, it it was a good fight, but. I felt like the jet lag and the weight cut is what really sort of knocked me down a couple of steps. Um, you know, when we got there, it just wasn't enough time. I was still feeling lethargic. I didn't know when was sun up and when was sun down. And um, it, obviously the weight cut was extraordinary. But um, I felt like I went out there, I gave it my all, put my heart on my sleeve. And you know, I was just really happy that, you know, we had a lot of Australian uh, in the crowd, a lot of Australians mm. in the crowd, and there was a really big fan base for such a last-minute decision. So, so it's um, safe to say it wasn't the ideal preparation. It wasn't 10 weeks, 10 kilos, or anything like that. It was uh, 10 days, 10 kilos, pretty much. Yeah, no, definitely not the most ideal preparation I've ever had. But um, like I said, you don't get in the opportunity to go to America very often, let alone fight in Las Vegas in the middle of the Strip. So, so uh, for... A weight cut, such a severe weight cut like that, it must put you in very good stead uh, in, for the future to know what you're able to achieve. Oh, 100%. Yes. So 100%. it makes you stronger. Is that yeah, it, it just means that you know. Yeah. I know I'm capable of getting to that weight if I need to. Um, you know, obviously I want to get there the same way everyone else does, nice, slow, steady. You know, let's get there nice and healthy. Let's feel strong and fit. But... If worse comes to worse, if I get a last-minute phone call and I need to fight, or if I've you know got to pull something out of the hat, I know I can get there. And you know, it's a. I was very proud of myself, and my trainer was very proud of me too. And you know, we, a lot of people didn't expect us to make the weight. You know, the Americans were trying to tell us we're going to cop a big fine if we were over. And you know, we rocked up, made weight bang on, and there was a lot of shocked faces because I was I wasn't bigger than my opponent. But you could just obviously see the difference in our size when it came to he was taller than me but skinnier than me. Mm. I was a bit shorter, but I was a lot more stockier and a yes. lot more broader. Yep. And I, I didn't look like a 58-kilo fighter. Okay. So if you do want to see that, uh, ladies and gentlemen, listening, that uh, wonderful video, because really, how many Australians these days get to fight in Vegas? I Not mean, many. There was a craziness crowd. The ring girls standing by your side were very <laughs> impressive as well. Would you yeah. say, Do you remember them? Oh, they were spectacular. Yes. 
Yes. Uh, so th- if anything, that's something for our listeners to actually just to have a look at Ring Girls and how proud you were. And then when, a time, when it was time to square up, you almost got dressed again because I believe you just wanted to make sure everyone saw that suit. Is that... Uh, uh, yeah, well, when we shaped up, oh, the clothes were back on and actually me and Marie almost got into a bit of a blue. Yes. Um, you know, heated exchanges at weigh-ins is how it is. Like I said, we, we came there to talk the talk. It was Vegas and... You know, I hope I walked the walk to the expect expectations of everyone else, but uh, but yeah, no. You definitely could hear the enthusiasm of when you were talking. I think it was from a car park with you and uh, Brian. Uh, the enthusiasm in your voice that you were there, you were in Vegas. It's like you'd been given uh, the winning lottery ticket, yes? Oh, mate, it was amazing. Yes. Like, words... I don't have any words. Yep, yep. Like, you know, even people who've been to Vegas, they un- they understand when you people are like, what was Vegas like? And you're like... How do I even say it? How do I even put that into words? Um, but yeah, you know, when we were there, it was just so surreal. Everything happened so quick, so fast. I didn't know what was happening. Didn't know half time. I didn't know where we were. We were, I met Freddie Roach. We went to the wild card gym. I went to um, Fernando Ferocious Vargas's gym. It's it was just amazing. It was so much. We jammed into the you know the week that we were in America. Mm. It was so overwhelming. But at the same time, it was fantastic. Sounds like quite an experience. So this week back is your head ready? Is it? How are you? How's the now? We were a week out from your bout. Yep. Mentally, uh, physically, uh, we please tell me you're not ten kilos out from. Uh, no. No. Okay. So no. where are you at? Uh, oh. fight, what are you fighting at? What I'm weight? fighting at sixty-one point three four. And now and you're at. I'm bang on sixty-three. Okay, so, so it's going to be a lot easier. It's going to be a lot uh, easier, mate. I'm here to make weight. All right. So it's spectacular. Twelve gauge. It's been a pleasure. Like I said, the first time I saw you on uh, your social media and Facebook, I said this man personality and he's got a fight name too which is always fantastic so thanks for your time all the best for this week thank you very much sam all right thank you enjoy your workout thanks very much punches in the park 10th of december get your tickets you can roll up get your tickets eventtopia.co as well thanks very much 12 gauge we're at the Fight Fit Gym in Collingwood where we're having the open workout brought to you by hosking promotion i'm here with andy little bull maloney is that correct? <laughs> yes, that's right, mate. Now, the man responsible for giving you little bull, or was that your idea? Nah, not my idea. That was Brian's idea. Brian Butler, my coach. Yes. Um, for years, we were trying to think of something new because I'm not really a big fan of it, but uh, we can't come up with something, so we'll just keep going with it. So being your trainer, you listen to everything your trainer says, correct? Yeah, that's right. So if he, if he christens you with little bull... When do you become the big bull? What's what, <laughs> is there a pl- does he have a game plan there? Forget about your training or anything like that. We want to know marketing because I think Brian is um, the marketing genius behind all this. Yeah, yeah. is that right? <laughs> so what, what's the uh, what's the plan? With the li- are you going to stick with little bull or are we going uh, we, we're going big oh, bull? Well, soon? I don't think I have a choice really. I'm uh, about five foot nothing, so I, <laughs> if, unless I start growing at, at 25, then I think I'm stuck with little bull. Could you graduate to maybe Raging Bull or something like that? Yeah, maybe. That might be an option. Yeah, we'll see. We'll just leave that to uh, Brian yeah. to decide because yeah, we'll I've got yeah. a feeling if you uh, change your moniker, your fight name is going to be upset. Yeah, that's Might right. even drop yeah, you he from He wasn't happy when I tried to change it. Did you? <laughs> Did you try and change it? Oh, we tried to come up with a few new ideas, but uh, yeah, he wasn't happy and we didn't think of anything else that we really liked, so we just... Went with it. It was actually before, oh, I think it was about two fights ago, I put up a post on Facebook asking the uh, the fans for a new name and Good. had a few suggestions and um, it wasn't until I got in the change rooms before the fight and um, my running coach actually came up to me, Ron, and said, so what'd you go with? And I said, oh, I hadn't even thought about it because uh, 
you know, my mind was on the on the job at hand, and I totally forgot about changing the name. And so yeah, we didn't didn't come up with a new one, and uh, here we are, still with Lil Bull. So what names did your uh, fans? Because here we are trying to engage with your fans. Yeah. We want to make them feel like they're part of the ride. What fan? What names did your fans come up with? Uh, there was the golden one, yes. uh, probably because I won gold at the 2014 yes, Commonwealth Games. Of uh, there was the machine, uh, machine gun, uh, machine gun Maloney. I like yeah, that machine. Yeah, bang, that bang, one. bang. That yeah. was probably one of the front runners. But uh, yeah, no, we there was a few different ones. I uh, can't think of them off the top of my head. But yeah, we're still there with Lil Bull. Okay, so I saw uh, again uh, Hosking Promotion is very active in promoting his fighters, giving you access to his Instagram account, as well as following you around. Uh, you had a very sweet ride in an Audi. <laughs> that the your your pet car. Are you enjoying that? Is this the plan to get an Audi sponsorship, or what's the big plan with a yes, sponsor? Yes, an Audi sponsorship sounds fantastic. Uh, Audi Melbourne, uh, if you're listening. <laughs> I'm very interested. <laughs> and if Audi don't come to the party, what's the next uh, uh, motor vehicle? Probably Lamborghini. Okay. Audi, I think. Yeah. Have you it. checked? Go on. Sorry. Have you checked the boot size in a Lamborghini? Are you able to get all your fight kit in there? And Brian oh, we'll, Butler. We'll make it work, mate. We'll make it work. <laughs> so you're happy to work it now. At, at one of your um, one of your videos, uh, we went in. We you let us into your training session, your personal tra- your your uh, strength and conditioning session. Yeah. Yep. How often are you at strength and conditioning, and how often are you in a gym? If that's sep- can you can sep- that's obviously separated, yeah, separate. correct? Yeah. yeah, so I do my strength and conditioning work with Enterprise Fitness yes. in Richmond. Uh, Mark Atobre is my strength coach and uh, has been for the last uh, three or four years now. And uh, he does an amazing job. He's definitely, uh, you know, world class at, at what he does. And, you know, that's shown in my performance since we've been working together. Um, so I haven't lost a fight since we've been together. So, yeah, it, uh, He's amazing what he does. And, you know, I'm in there twice a week. And um, then we're in the boxing gym every night. Um, if I'm not with doing my strength work in the mornings, then um, I'll be on the running track with um, Ron Picken, who does our conditioning work. Yeah, Uncle Ronnie. And uh, so, yeah, we've got an amazing team around us. And uh, everyone does their job. And uh, it's all working really well at the moment. We're 10-0. and 0, So, uh, you know, things are working to plan. So the amount of hours that you put in that not a lot of people would be aware of, uh, the strength and condition is twice a week. How often are you actually, how many hours are you putting in there? I'm usually at the gym for, you know, one and a half to two hours. Um, You know, the main component of the the session is about an hour, but then, you know, do sort of like uh, prehab sort of exercises and stuff like that just to stay on top of um, potential injuries and things like that and strengthen your neck and and wrists Mm. and all that sort of stuff that, uh, you know, the 1% is basically that, you know, you can easily go without, but, you know, can come unstuck. So, you know, Mark makes sure that I do all the little things and, um, you know, we have my body running at 100% and, uh, and injury free. We're getting stronger. So at 118 pounds, that's what you're fighting at Yeah, 118 pounds, yeah. What are you sitting at at the moment? Oh, that's a bit of a secret. Oh, okay. <laughs> so you're going to get there or we're going to have some issues with my no, Uncle no, Bri- no. Brian over there? No, we'll get there. Yes. No, I'm not too far off. The weight's coming along perfectly at the moment, but um, yeah, I'll make sure. I've never missed weight and, and uh, I believe I never will. Yes. Um, I'm dedicated with my food and, and Mark Metroprise controls all that for me and yeah, we make sure we make the weight comfortably and... Um, yeah, and then by the time I get in the ring, I'll be, uh, you know, a bit heavier and a lot stronger than what I was at weighing. So the actual food, you have a sp- food sponsor, yeah, is that correct? Yeah, so yeah. How, how does that, who are they again? Yeah, MNK Food. They look after all our food for us. So yes. Mark sort of tells me what to eat. And yes. uh, MNK, MNK Food, um, you know, 
provide us with the food it's fresh healthy meals every week and uh that takes it you know a lot of time out of uh, my schedule that i don't have to be cooking food in the kitchen and things like that and it's always there and on the go and tastes a lot better than what i can cook myself so they've been a massive help and uh yeah really thankful so thanks maddie from mmk so they deliver a week's worth of food you stick it in the fridge and you just pull it out as in monday breakfast is that how simple it is that's how simple it is you don't have to be weighing your food or anything no, like don't, that. No, well, they do it all for me. So, so give them a shout out one more time. Cause MNK it's Food. www.mnkfood.com.au. Check them out. That's fantastic. As well as Lamborghini Melbourne. Yeah, Lamborghini Melbourne, Audi Melbourne. Check them all out. <laughs> Please design. I think they do have a Lamborghini with a bit of boot space or a hatchback or yeah. something like that because you need a bit of space. So yeah. uh, one week out, your mindset, does it? Uh, is it possible to replay the fight in your head too many times and you start getting tired? Or what's Brian's role in this? Does he stay in your no, head as well? I, I, or? I've w- me and Brian have watched my opponent quite a few times now, so I've sort of got in my head a, a game plan that we've been working on. And, um, yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll think about it during the week, but I, I won't sort of overstress about it or anything like that. Mm. This is, you know, amateur and pro together. I've had 90 fights now, so it, um, yeah, I, I don't sort of overstress about it or anything like that. You know, there's always pressure, but, I, you know, I know what I'm doing. I'm not going to burn the energy before I get in the ring. Um, you know, we, we know what we're doing now. I'm fairly experienced now, and... Um, I'm sure we'll get the job done on, on Saturday night. So December 10th is a stacked card. We've got five literal superstars of Australian boxing coming up. Do you know your order of when you're coming out? Is there going to be an issue? Do you have an arm wrestle? Do you <laughs> pull it out of a hat? How do you? No. Who's first, who's second, fifth? What What's happening? No, Lyndon will sort that out. I was right. the main event on his last card, so um, I believe Jason is this time. Yep. Um, I'm not too sure the rest of the order, but... Um, yeah, it's an amazing card that Lyndon's put together, and um, I hope everyone gets out there to, to support this card that he's put together because it's not often at all you see a card in Australia or in Melbourne that has, you know, this uh, there's five title fights on the one yes. night and, you know, all sort of could be main event fighters in on their own card. So all on one card together is just unreal and unheard of, and I hope the crowd enjoys it and, uh, you know, does the right thing and gets along. Now, just quickly, I want to go back. You don't mind going back to a sponsor? Because we've got to take no, care. Yeah. Your food sponsor again. Is there a treat that he's going to give you after that you know that's coming, that he's <laughs> dangling in front of you to uh, to get you over the line? What does he yeah. have a treat that is absolutely yeah. not in part of your dietary plans leading up? Well, they do a um, they do a burrito, M-A-K, which is amazing. But, yes. uh, yeah, I don't get to eat them too often. So okay. he usually throws one of them in. And uh, Nutella donuts, they, uh, they, they'll throw one of them in for me too. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. The Nutella donut and the burrito. <laughs> so December 10th, this card is stacked for the mainstream, the people that haven't been to a boxing fight, a boxing event before. What, do you, what have they got to expect coming in? Just, well... You know, I don't, I don't like to sort of pump blow your, my own no, trumpet. But I want but, uh, you to pump yourself we've been, up. We've been, you know... Brian will. I want you to pump <laughs> yourself up too. you probably got, you know, five of the, uh, you know, potential next stars in yep. Australian boxing um, all on the one card. So, you know, you'd be crazy to not come along and, and see this show. Um, if you've never been to boxing before, come along. Linden puts on an amazing night. And uh, it, it's a, I'm sure, you know... People come along before Christmas. They could even have a work Christmas party or something there, and uh, um, they're guaranteed an, an excellent night. And if they want a ticket, they obviously can find you as well because Lyndon, as a promoter, a great promoter that he is, gives you the opportunity to earn financially by selling your own tickets, which is fantastic. Yep. 
You're getting yeah, a round of applause right. for that. That's good. Yeah. Nice work, Lyndon. <laughs> yeah, Just so yeah, time. no, Lyndon does an amazing job. And uh, yeah, you can contact me through my Facebook pages or Instagram pages um, at Andrew Maloney, Maloney, M-O-L-O-N-E-Y. Um, otherwise, Lyndon does have a site for tickets at eventopia.com.au, I believe it is. So um, yeah, get or, for, or look up Poskin Promotions on Facebook as well. And uh, yeah, you can get tickets through there. And um, as I said, it's going to be an amazing night and uh, you'd be crazy to miss it. Thank you. Thank you very much, Little Bull. I hope it's the Raging Bull one day, with Brian, uh, with Brian's permission, of course. Yeah, one day, mate. All the very best for next week. Thanks very much. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I'm here with Pharrell from Fight Fit, an actual employee, staff member at Fight Fit here. Yes. yes. One of the trainers, yes. I met, I met you earlier today. You were trying to do some... Uh, <laughs> some flying knees. Some damage. <laughs> flying knee action. Because your friend over there tells me you, you teach self-defense as well. Yes. This morning you took some classes? Yes, uh, yeah. kickboxing and uh, conditioning, strength and conditioning. Okay. And the average age of these people that come along? Um, average well, 18 to 35 and even older. And that's what Five Fit Fight Center does, right? Correct, yes. We train. And you're here pretty much every day? Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> I live okay. here. I'm a professional boxing, kickboxing pad holder. It's uh, well, a deep passion of mine, I consider. Well, the deepest passion I could think of. The hold for pros, yeah, beginners. Uh, anyone I can find, definitely the pros that was the best. Michael, I overheard he didn't have uh, anyone to hold pads, and I'm like, do it. Hang so on a sec. Let's clarify which Michael we're talking uh, about. Michael. Michael Jones, who's just walked past, no, or Michael Michael, Michael Pariti no, no. Boy Zarafa? Yeah, yeah, yes, Zarafa. of course. A very you've never held pads for such an accomplished boxer before. Not, not himself. No. Okay. And what was that? And you heard. That he wanted, he needed someone. I overheard his conversation going, uh, so no one could show up, and I'm, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, come on, get in, get in, for I'll do it, and I'm like, yeah, right, why not? You got to start somewhere. You just got to sometimes just, you just got to do it. You something just do little, it. some the little man on your shoulder was saying, get in there, my both friend. of them were both, both. <laughs> even the one that's negative said, get in there, correct? Even the negative one. So that's a positive sign. So you you approached. How did it actually work? Because this is a special moment for you. I saw you. You're quite excited, like a kid in the candy it's shop. <laughs> yes, this is a future world champion we're talking about. Yeah, here, uh, yeah, that's it. That's what made it more. I was nervous. I'm like, mate, you got to you got to give it, uh, give it your all. It's uh, like I said, it's a passion. So I get nervous for myself. It's yes. You've got to perform. You've got to be the best, even if it's just five minutes, three minutes. Um, it meant a lot for me, and it even meant a lot that Michael let me let me in. So that yes. was uh, appreciate that. And so, yeah. uh, okay, step in. You step into the ring. He says yes. You're yes. elated. <laughs> You're excited. Is that correct? I was nervous, then I got excited. And you step into the ring. You've never held pads for him before. No, and no. And generally, when he's throwing those bombs, he's not going easy. So, was there an issue where you? How do you instruct someone uh, to throw particular combinations that you've never met before? Well, usually, uh, my pads are as close as I can get them to my face. Like I said, it's a niche of mine. I'm, I'm proud to say that where I can hold the pads severely close to my face. It's all about the timing, reading uh, his movement. I'll call him out one, two. If it's a uh, response drill, which means if I hit him in a certain spot, could be the head or a hook or whatever it is, he comes back with a certain combination. Even if I haven't called it out, it's just the timing. So it's just moving your hand in a certain position and catching it. So the language of pad work is universal. Mo's are, it's 50-50, it depends. You've got your freestyle pad work. Um, you may not call it out. Most times in boxing, I'll call out the combos. Could be one, two, one, two, hook. Um, when you read your fighter well, obviously he's not my fighter, but when you are a trainer or a coach and you have fighters under you for a certain amount of time, it becomes like a, a relationship yes. where you grow and you know them. You already know them like you know your best friend. With Michael, it was very tricky because I'm like, I didn't want to be too one, too choreographed, but um, we did some response stuff. He, he, uh, he's a pro fighter, so yes. he, he responded very well. 
And uh, yeah, I just if I got punched in the face, well, that's uh, <laughs> well, that would be a first. Touch wood. That's probably but, um, a, so far a, it was really well. It's probably a good story if you get punched in the face by Michael Zarafa. I, I would like not to. <laughs> would you rather be punched in the face by Michael Zarafa or? I'm just thinking of falling off the bag earlier today. What, we'll go what punch in the face. Punch in the face. Then that falling off the bag routine. <laughs> All right now. Um, Having the gloves so close to your face, especially with someone that you've never worked before, uh, you're kind of uh, walking that very fine line. Uh, you're not talking to someone, or you're not working out with someone that you've been work training for six months, you know? No. So, again, who, which guy on the shoulder is telling you to hold those pads up as opposed to just play it safe? That's just what I do. That's, that's one of the things I, I take seriously about my pad work is I'll hold it. It's really, to me, it's about realistic movement. If my hand's more uh, further out than my shoulder, then it's, it's giving him an incorrect uh, target. It's uh, one of my quotes. Let's see if I can remember. Uh, where you hold the pad determines where the contact is made. So the further out from my face, it's where they're going. Even though these pros are good at what they do, my job is to hold it realistic and to get them realistically moving as if they were in a real fight. And like I said, I take severe pride in that because it's about the, the, the boxer. Whether I'm a trainer, a coach, or I'm just a pad holder or I'm a friend, I'm going to treat them like anyone else would. I'm going to treat them like they're the best person in front of me, giving them the best instruction I can give as a pad holder. Some people see it as a pad holder. I see it as a job. It's my passion. And I want anyone in front of me to get the best experience, even if it's a beginner. So as from beginners to future world champions, you're going to give them the same service. Correct. So if they come into Fight Fit... You're going to get nothing but the best. Nothing but the best to a future world champion pad holder. Would that be correct? Correct. And what is the next step then? Obviously, you're working out here. You're learning your craft. How do you then apply? How do you then um, put your name out there that you want to work well, with uh, the big boys? Like, like I said, I've, I was training with Michael today. He may pass. He may, he may say nothing. He may go make train, train with Pharrell. Um, one of the things that I really wanted to get the point across is that, you know, for conversation's sake, there's 10 gyms in Melbourne. We'll go to Melbourne. Uh, you've got 10 champions in each gym. There must be 10 trainers doing something right. So for me to learn from everyone, no ego. You learn from everyone. Everyone can teach you something. could be one little detail about your footwork, and then I'll become the best pad holder, just like a fighter would when he trains uh, you know, world-class in the U.S., in the state, wherever you are. It's about being open-minded, non-egotistic, and for me, getting my name out there, I'll train with anyone because I want to be the best. So, so pardon my ignorance, but obviously no. a lot of people would never no, have no, known no. if there uh, that there is there is world class pad holders. Yes, correct. There is. There I, is. I've I've heard that some people are good at holding pads, but I didn't think anything of it. But having met you and having watched you and having seen you earlier, just put your hand up and jump at the opportunity to step in the ring and I congratulate you, Thank you buddy. for uh, doing that. a great time um, and not getting punched in the head <laughs> <laughs> but you will remain here for the time Correct, being at yes. Fight Fit so yes. if anyone wants to check you out yes. uh, the classes uh, do you know the classes off the top of your head uh, we've got a uh, Fight Fit boxing every day um, I'm on Tuesday morning Friday morning I take kickboxing Wednesday evening Saturday morning conditioning Saturday morning and I'm here for PTs too well, it's a pleasure meeting you. Likewise, I'm glad buddy. you made it. Thank you. Out. Uh, all the very <laughs> best. Uh, we hope to see you at Punches in the Park, uh, which is happening at Melbourne Park uh, next week. So thank you again for your time. Thank you, buddy. All I the very that. best on your quest to be the best pad holder in the business. Thank you, buddy. Thanks for our Ciao. Man. I'm with photographer Steve Dilks, SAA Imaging. You've been with uh, Linden Hosking Promotion right from the start? Yeah, right from the start, yep. 
And uh, how did you, uh, did you have an interest in photography before you, before you started with Linden? I've done photography for about 12, 12, 15 years. I love my sport. I work for a couple of other sporting companies um, and do a lot of sports photography. I've known Linden since we were young kids and stuff okay. like that. So um, when I heard he was doing boxing, I offered, or basically put it out, gave him, said, look, I'd love to come and work for you. And he gave me the opportunity and I've never looked back. It's amazing. So before Linden, what sort of, was it mainly sports that you were doing? Uh, mainly sports, yeah. yeah. It's something I'm very passionate on. I do love sports. Um, I'm, yeah, it's just a passion. I love it. Any sports in particular that you enjoyed more as opposed to boxing? Um, I love footy obviously um i've done a fair bit of water like water sports like water skiing and stuff like that anything with action anything where you see someone going out there chasing that ultimate goal of you know hours of training in the gym it's you know to capture that one moment of whether it's a triumph or an injury or that winning goal or whatever it's just that that moment that they treasure forever so did you do you have a one photo this is pre-hosking because i'm sure you're having you've got many treasured moments with the hosking promotions but uh, pre that did you have one photo that would that made your career that you thought this is the best i'm going to give it up it's fan i can't get any better than that um I did capture a car rolling eight times at a motorsport raceway that was just, I never thought I would, I've always seen other people capture them, but to capture a car upside down, six inches off the ground and rolling eight times was pretty amazing. But yeah, not really. I love photos. I love photos that tell the story. Behind every photo, there's a story. You know, I did some work with the Salvation Army and we did some homeless people and that was a massive eye-opener for the fact that, um, you know, some of these people weren't just... I don't know, it's hard to explain, but like one guy was a high paid lawyer that had a penthouse and a $80,000 car and, you know, he ended up on the streets, you know. To me, that's that's the thing I love about photos, there's always a story. I saw one the other day where there was taken in Africa where there was a young boy, um, obviously very malnutritious, crouched over and there was a vulture just off to the background Ooh. and that to me was, you know, that's what I love about them. If you look at a photo for just the picture content you kind of miss the whole perspective of what the photographer is trying to capture so now with Hosking promotion uh, did you pitch it to uh, to Linden uh, I mean there are a lot of fight, fight photographers out there obviously you have a history with him from yep. a friendship uh, no doubt you give him mates rates of course or uh, like uh, you know well mates probably nothing but anyway uh, I just asked for an opportunity yep um, okay. I knew that he had a couple of really high profile sports boxing photographers with much more experience than I did I just asked him for an opportunity and that's what I respect about him so much is he's willing to give your chance obviously the work had to be up to standard but you know he's willing to give you an opportunity and he's shown me a world of amazing people so yeah so do you remember your first fight um uh, for linden for the hosking promotion yeah it was battle on the gold fields uh shannon o'connell uh fought diana cordero from um Columbia, Columbia. Columbia yeah. yep, yep. and I always remember taking these photos and looking down at the mat and there was just a trail of blood and it was just almost a little bit too surreal yeah, yeah. so yeah but yeah it was I still yeah it was incredible so leading into that fight I, I ask fighters what are they thinking I mean the pressure's on you as well yep. yeah do you, are you what sort of research did you do in regards to where to position yourself did you move around a lot throughout the evening had you spoken to other fight photographers uh, how did you prepare for yourself um i did a lot of research had a look on obviously through the amazing internet had a look at google and all the other avenues of um all what fight photographers did um got there early had a wander around the ring but it was more just 
hit it and hope, I guess. Yeah. You know, like, you can't prepare because if you stand in one area, the lights could be in the wrong spot, or if you're standing, I mean, they might fight with your back to it the whole time. Oh, I learn every time I take a photo. Even today, like at Fight Fit Gym, I was learning and trying different things and moving around, and yeah, it was pretty amazing. So the um, the Melbourne Park, what's that like as far as a venue's concerned compared to, I think it was the Bendigo, was that the uh, baseball, basketball arena? Yeah, uh, yeah, 100%. The lights were 100% brighter. Yeah, okay. So yeah, which and makes that, it, yeah. Yep. And it's a lot more closed and a bit more intimate as well, so yeah. So do, have you actually taken any photos? Uh, you must have your favourites um, leading as being part of the Hosking promotion team. Um, do you have a catalogue? Do you put photographs together for fighters or their families that they can purchase and things um, like that? Usually they go to Linden, but, yeah, like fighters come to me and if they wish to buy them, they're more than welcome to buy them. But I also believe, I mean, I see how hard these guys work. Yeah. So I get paid to do it, obviously, through Linden. So mm. every now and then I'm more than happy to accidentally give them some because I mean these guys just give 110% and the sacrifices they make is surreal I mean people look at boxing as a like a thug sport but I you know that is so not the truth these are the most amazingly gentle giving humble people I've ever met so yeah so you give they give everybody give everybody's happy yep this weekend um Hosking Promotions puts on punches in the park I think it's the third time uh, yeah, yeah be, third yeah. time in Melbourne yep. Park. Um, do you go in there hoping for something, or do you just take how many? Yeah, do you, what what what's your thought process going into? Um, I just go in there and ultimately, ultimately try and capture those moments. Um, whether it's a moment of you know Jason Maloney sitting on his phone, or Andrew eating an apple, or you know Brian hearing a funny joke from Ron. You know, like I try and capture the human side of it. Yeah. And also the fight side of it. But I guess the thing with me is I kind of get to know these guys pretty well. So I kind of get a little bit attached to them. So it's kind of you're cheering for them, and, but at the same time you're hoping that they get hurt. Yes. yes. So, yeah. Do you, uh, How many photos um, would you take of a photo night, uh, you know, uh, from go to woe? Uh, probably anywhere between sort of three to 5,000. Right, okay. Yep. So there's quite an editing process as yes, well. Yes, there is. Yep. So the post work would probably be a lot more... Uh, it's like the opposite to a fighter, the preparation, uh, yeah. and then you got 5,000 photos to go through. Yeah. There's probably, um, in man hours, from like Friday night to when it's all finished and Lyndon has them, there's probably 30 hours of like after hours work right. to get it correct and done. Well, I really appreciate your time. I hope you capture that award-winning photograph. There is a there is a there um, is an awards night or something like that for the best sports photography on the planet or something like that is there where you can submit some photos is that correct I some think photos? so yeah yeah Steve thanks very much if people were to look for you SSSAA Imaging yep uh, Facebook, Facebook. Uh, online as well yes, that's or correct. just come to a Hosking promotion event yeah, come to, on, tap you on the shoulder I'm the big guy in the corner alright thank you thanks for your time thank you very thank much you. pleasure thank, thank you, you. I have been given the pleasure of uh, getting a lift home by Michael, the pretty boy Zarafa, and the beautiful thing is that uh, his mum, his beautiful mum, dies in the car. She didn't want to get on the mic, but that was the condition, or otherwise she'd walk. Is that right, Mick? That's exactly right, brother. All right, Di, welcome. Di. Thank you. Hello. Thanks very much for uh, joining us here on the, uh, it's, it's the open workout is over. Now we're heading home. I always wondered about a mother and a fighter son. When he first decided uh, he wants to fight, um, what were your thoughts? 
oh my god was the best word oh my god was the word um well there was nothing much i can say just support him as far as so he's pretty stubborn you did you try and talk him out of it and oh, definitely uh, yes yeah. no definitely and obviously that didn't work because he's about 20 odd fights in yeah mid no and he doesn't listen very much but um yeah so far he's all right but yeah hopefully like i said he just keeps on punching and that's it and um, this magnificent artwork that he adorns all over his body. I mean, there's some impressive uh, ink happening here. Yep. Your uh, your uh, thoughts uh, first up? Oh, I just love him. No, I, I totally agree. I just, I mean, I love him. I mean, I mean, it's not like I said, he's got a whole, you know, it's not as if he's gone wild with them. But otherwise, I mean, they're not bad. I mean, yeah, they're all good. It's very rare that we get a supportive mother for tats, Mike. What do you think? Oh mate, she, that's, uh, it's, she, at 16 years old she freaked out, but at 25 years old now she can't really say too much. Yeah, no, I don't have a say much anymore. She understands you're a man, you make the right decisions. Exactly right. At 16, I'm not sure. I don't think his decisions were as clear. Would that be right, uh, Di? That's correct, yeah. And um, so he's got a fight coming up. This is fight week now for Michael. Yeah. And uh, what do you... put There you go, put that mic close to there so we can hear your beautiful voice. Yeah. Um, what's your? What do you do? Is this? Do you have something standard that you assist with? No, uh, leading like up, I just go along. I, I've got to admit. I mean, I'm, I'm a bit nervous. I've got to admit. Um, but I think he does well. I think he knows what he's talking about and punching about. So, yeah, just hope for the best. Well, how about the day of the fight? Do you get even more nervous? Oh, what? Def, most definitely. I received about 400 texts, babe. About 400 messages I received that morning. Yeah. No, but most um, definitely. Yeah, no, it's good. She's good. Is 400 texts, Michael, from family and friends, or is it just your mum? <laughs> That's probably about 250 of those are mum, and then the rest <laughs> are all supporters and fans. But, yeah, she freaks out and, and gets pretty nervous. But like I said, you know, uh, it's my job now, and, uh, and just got to keep pushing forward. And once we get that world title, it all pays off. Now, do you, if we put a heart rate monitor on you, die leading up and when the music hits mm -hmm. what are we talking uh are we talking a couple of hundred beats a minute for you oh yeah maybe just a bit more than that a bit more yeah, just a little bit more but yeah no, i'm fired up and when i see he's fired up yep just just leave it in his hands and that's all i can do and just pray to god that everything goes all right and is it uh is it easier has it become easier for you as his professional career has um gone forward or is it no, hard most is it definitely not no i think now it's getting more um harder and harder and i think the more that i start to panic a bit more but otherwise so far he's proved me wrong so yeah it's M all good michael has a massive uh following family especially we had his uh fight night um open workout uh, down at uh you might as well tell us where the gym was, Michael. You want to look after? Shout out to the boys. Uh, yeah, Matty uh, Gian Piccolo and the, and the brothers down there at uh, Powercore Fitness down on uh, in Craigieburn. They're uh, the best best gym going around. You know, they um, it's not all it's not about their gym. It's, they give back. You know, what I mean, it's all about us, not not uh, themselves. So they're, they're just a great bunch of people to be around and, and just an awesome facility to, to get a good workout in. So huge shout out to them. Without them, I wouldn't be where I am today. So um, yeah, Matty and the brothers, I appreciate it heaps. So, future world champion, Michael, after this belt, it's a bit of being a bit undercover, uh, Di. Do you know he's going over to America, or has oh, he yeah. given you that information yet? Oh, yeah, no, I know about everything. I mean, I, I sort of knew that this was coming, so I've just had to adapt to it. I'm going to miss him, um, but if this is what he wants to do, I can't stop him. 
So um, just you, give him some advice and guidance and leave the rest to him. Well, what sort of advice and guidance are you giving him when he goes over to... Uh, um, look after himself, don't do anything like, you know, silly. The I basic mean, mother stuff, brother, the basic mother stuff. Mm -hmm. Don't do nothing stupid. Um, you know, look after your sister. And, um, do you give Freddie Roach a ring, the, train, the head trainer, die and, um, you know, word him up on uh, Michael's habits by any chance? Do I? Yeah, do you um, ring I really Freddie Roach up? I don't really know much about him, uh, only what Michael has told me, but let's just hope that he looks after him um, up there, and yeah, that's all I can say. Well, Freddie Roach is possibly will be listening to this uh, episode. Michael, uh, what's Di, uh, without uh, being prompted by Michael here, The uh, what do, has Michael told you about Freddie Roach? Don't look at Michael. What has he told you? Well, he's, he's pretty good. I've heard that he's one of the best um, yes. there is. Yes. Um, and that's basically what I know is, yeah, he's one of the best. He knows what he's talking about and... Michael's very excited, so yeah, so if Michael's really excited and, you know, Freddie is doing his job correctly, looking after him, well, I'm happy, that's all that matters. That's Mum's very old school, Sammy, you know, when I, I come home and told her the news, she was like, huh, Freddie Roach, I was like, come on Mum, Jesus Christ, <laughs> the best trainer in the world, trains eight-time world champion Manny Pacquiao and about 15 other world champions and she was still dumbfound, so uh, it's good, you know, they support me and, and it's just, it's good to to have that following and, and, and know that I'm good enough to be up there with the best in America and um, like I said just taking it day by day um, and go over there and just try to keep impressed and keep impressing and, and hopefully my uh, my day will come to fight for that world title and and uh, yeah we'll go from there. So Di have you been overseas because we're getting closer to our um, to our destination Michael's been very nice to give me a lift home and he's actually gone across two lanes yep. and he has to get into this third lane and I personally would never you know try and butt me nose in but yep. you know when you're triple almost world champion you probably can ask permission and <laughs> flash a tat and they let you in the traffic which is fantastic isn't it Di? Is it oh like yeah no I think the car says it all really um, anything for Sammy mate anything for you brother anything for you mate we'll get yeah. you home nice safe and sound here we go. Look, we're getting in right now. Thanks, mate. That is unbelievable. Uh, <laughs> me, I'd do the big lap and just keep driving and be home in 20 minutes. But uh, yeah, when you're nah, Michael Zarafa and right. uh, you just got the confidence to say, hey, just let me in, buddy. Don't go. This is a 40, by the way, Michael. I don't want you to get fined. Uh, 40 all the way up Rath Down Street, man. It's a killer. Die. Are you going to, when Michael gets that world title shot, are you got that uh, flight ticket arranged? Well, hopefully, yes. Um, oh, you put me on the spot now, brother. You put me on the spot now. Well, you, you're obviously going to come along to Vegas or, um, or um, Macau. Do you have a preferred destination that you haven't been to, die that you would like Michael to have his uh, world title uh, at, preferably? She's going to say the Bahamas, Sammy, somewhere where there's tropical. Tax free out there too, Tax die. Pizza, <laughs> exactly right. Venice, yeah, all good. Venice, did you? Say, Venice would be nice. Venice, <laughs> Venice. Do we? Can we stage something in the middle of the Ponte yeah. or something like that? I don't think there's been too many world title shots in Venice, but there's always a first, isn't there? That's it. There's always a first. Well, there never was in Macau, and all of a sudden they're there as well, Michael. That's so right. Venice, Venice punches on in the Venice or something like that, the Venetian. But other oh, eh, maybe that the Venetian. Could we uh, could we compromise here? There is a Venetian in Las Vegas. Would you be happy to travel to Las Vegas, the Venetian Hotel? Don't oh, yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe. 
Well, we're almost at our destination and it wasn't really that hard, was it, Di? No, not really. Just a little nerve-wracking, but no, no, it's all right. Where would we be without our mums, Michael? Oh, mate, what do you, what do, what do you say? She said it all in, in a five-minute interview and she's got no idea what she's doing, but she means well, which is the most part, important part, but uh, God bless her. <laughs> God bless you, Di. Thank you. Thanks for the lift. Have a lovely evening and uh, punches in the park. You obviously will be there next week. Most definitely. Front row, ringside for Di. Definitely. Right, mate. Showtime, brother. Can't does wait to get out there. Do you have the bag that uh, Michelle, uh, your sister has, uh, the, the training bag as well? Yeah, she picks up all the stuff that Michelle leaves behind, but very rarely Michelle uh, leaves anything behind or doesn't do anything that she's meant to. So huge shout out to Michelle as well. Misha's cakes and bakes. Let's not forget that. She's still mm -hmm. to make an appearance, but, you know, she's holding out for big cash, Di. Mm -hmm. We'll don't get it. And don't forget that Michael's little brother, Jason, oh, is, my goodness. is a great support to, to Mike as well. Jason Zarafa is the most beautifully dressed yes, team he is, member most definitely. on the planet and in a walking encyclopedia. Yes, A walking most encyclopedia. We thank Jason as well. Shout out to Jason. Yeah, thank you. Jason. <laughs> Thanks very much, Di. Thank you no for the worries. lift, Michael. Thanks for having me. Thank, thank you. you. Pleasure, pleasure. Well, that's it. Thanks very much for listening. I hope you gained a bit of insight into what is involved and the sacrifices not only the fighters, their team and their family members make. Melbourne Park Function Centre is the place to be this Saturday, the 10th of December. Punches at the Park 2. Doors open 4.30. First fight at 5. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Exceptionals. Make sure you subscribe so you can automatically be sent our next episode. Next episode? Did I just say next episode?